Welcome to GB Mag Chats. GB Mag Chats. Where international students get answers. Welcome to GB Mag Chats, where we answer the real questions international students have about living and studying in the UK. I'm Sophia Mumit-Walter, your host, and today we have the wonderful Marta joining us to talk packing hacks. Marta, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hello everyone, my name is Marta and I was an international student up until this year when I graduated. I come from Spain and I basically want to tell you not to do anything of what I did because I got it all wrong. (laughs) That's the best kind of advice. Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Um, Marta, what would you say, just to kick things off, was the most unnecessary thing that you brought with you and just didn't need? No. I don't know that I didn't need, but I didn't need to bring it with me because I could have bought it in the UK. And that was my duvet because I definitely overpacked. I brought four suitcases full of like all my home stuff. I brought like my plates, my knives and everything, which I shouldn't have. And like half of my suitcase was literally taken up by this huge duvet that I could have just bought in the UK. Exactly the same one for exactly the same price. So I first came here, when was it? I came here in the end of August and uh, I am in Aberdeen right now. So we went to Edinburgh with my family, brought the four suitcases with us because in the airplane they let us have like one suitcase per person. So I had three big suitcases just for my stuff, plus like two small suitcases just for my stuff. And then my parents were sharing like two backpacks and like, one suitcase for their stuff for like their holidays for the season and uh, I came here and discovered that oh Aberdeen has a Primark uh, <laughs> and and it's not it's not expensive it's it's very cheap because in in Spain we have like this conception that the UK is very expensive because London is quite expensive to go out and stuff but the shops have the same prices in like general like in Europe and probably in the States as well like not it's not as expensive as I thought it was going to be so I came here with that fear and then I spent all the money because I also sent a box that I shouldn't have sent (laughs) and I came here and I discovered oh well I could have gone to like Poundland to get my plates and like so many other places to like get all my kitchen stuff that I just didn't need to bring with me yeah and you just don't know as well like why would you know about Poundland before you come? Like that's, you know, that's what we're here to tell people. Poundland people. Exactly. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, you know, Poundland's amazing. I love Poundland. Who doesn't? I know. Everything for a pound. Like you can't get better than that, really, especially on a student budget. So I guess that sort of brings us more generally on to like homeware. Do you have any other sort of helpful tips on when you're shopping for homeware? So you, you're not going to need a lot. Like just have like one, two plates, maybe a bowl. Uh, buy like a couple of pieces of cutlery and especially like the less you buy the less that you're gonna have to wash up later which is like you know double hack um I also bought a tefal pan which I still have and they are a bit more expensive than every other pan I think like I bought mine for like 14 pounds but nothing sticks on it and it's an absolute marvel of the universe I don't know how they make those but I (laughs) I I once or a couple of times used like my flatmates like uh, pans to make pancakes. They stuck. Don't do that. <laughs> That's such a good tip, actually. I feel like the non-stick pan will be your savior. And as you say, you've still got it now. I think when I went to uni, which was a much longer time ago than you, <laughs> I bought all the cheapest stuff, which for the most part is a good idea. But pans just don't do it. 
So I also brought like some very light from Spain, which again I should have bought in the UK. Because Poland has like some very nice wins and like you can buy like lo like lots of little electronic stuff. Like uh, I also brought a lamp, which I shouldn't have that I could have bought in Poland as well. It would have taken up a lot of space. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Can't be without your lamp. <laughs> but you can definitely get it here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Brits don't have lamps. Absolutely not. That's not a thing. No. And presumably, speaking of electrics, like anything you bring you would have had to then get the adapter on top of that right because it would have been for spain plugs exactly the hard way <laughs> exactly when you're talking electronics like the best thing to do is like stuff that you don't absolutely need so for example your stuff that's not your laptop charger or your phone charger just buy here like don't bring your straighteners or your hair dryers or anything of the sort because it will just like get like all the bulk and it's actually quite heavy as well and with 23 kilograms that you can carry it's not that much mm. and it's easier just to get them here and get them with the correct plug because if not you're gonna have to buy like a hundred thousand adapters and that, that's not good <laughs> and it's like really messy as well so it's, it's just like easier to like get everything here definitely and another one of the things that sort of going from one country to another presumably there's different voltages as well which could probably be a factor in terms of like if for nothing else quite dangerous <laughs> i mean maybe you know more than i do about it but <laughs> the uk has like type g plugs and they are 230 volts at 50 hertz so basically if your voltage and your hertz doesn't match what like the things that you bring from your country doesn't match that you're gonna need your adapter to transform into that. And if you don't cannot get an adapter that will transform into it, do not plug your electronics. Because what it will do, it will cause a fire and you don't want that, basically. Wow, I was about to say like, what's the worst that could happen? Fire, that's quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that, especially you no. know, fresh at uni, you don't want to be the person who started a fire in your halls of residence, definitely not. So another one that we get asked about a lot is whether or not people will need their own printer. Um, I don't know if you had your own one or bought one or hopefully not brought one with you, but bought one when you <laughs> um, Yeah, what do you think about printers? Uh, I think they're not necessary at all. Like, you can completely do without one. I would actually stress, do not buy one. Yeah. Um, I That was one thing that I did not bring and never had. Well, no, actually, that's a lie. I got one for free because someone left it, like, for second year. Someone left it because they didn't want it and I managed to like get it for myself. I never used it because I never bought ink for it because the ink was so expensive. Yeah. So, because it was just like so much cheaper just to go to library and print my stuff there. So like basically, if you buy a printer, you're just going to be wasting money on the printer and on the ink. And then you can go to uni and the, like, the printing prices of university are absolutely so cheap. Like they're cheaper than any other place I have ever printed things. I think for me it cost like two pennies for one side in black and white or something like that. It was it was very 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 cheap. Yeah, yeah. That and that's the thing I think that people maybe don't factor in is like it's not just the upfront cost of the printer. It's like the ink, which no one wants to pay for that. Exactly. <laughs> that's a boring thing to have to buy when you're a student. Like, sorry, I can't buy drinks tonight. I've got to save up for the printer ink. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> Um, so another thing I feel like a lot of students probably do over-prepare with and bring with them, correct me if I'm wrong, is academic supplies. I feel like that's a big one that people come armed with, like, 
you know, an entire shop's worth of stationery. Um, I don't know if you have any personal experience in that, but if you wanted to talk to that a bit. I actually don't remember what I actually brought as academic supplies. Uh, I do have like my pencil case that I have used ever since I was in high school. It's still whole, it's still working. I still use it now. Uh, that was like, yeah, it's it's like really tiny, so it didn't like use up much space. And I think that I brought like a couple of pens, mm. uh, not much, because that that's the one thing that I figured they sure have notebooks in the UK. I can buy that one <laughs> of all the things not to bring. Uh, but yeah, no, like you don't really need to bring like any academic surprise apart from like a very sturdy backpack. I remember that I brought like uh, my laptop. Well, it was technically my boyfriend's laptop bag, but let's call it mine. <laughs> yours now uh, exactly <laughs> and i brought that so it could fit my laptop it fit a water bottle a reusable one if you want to bring one that you already have if not you can buy one in the uk um and everything else i just got here especially in freshers week they just throw free stuff at you like you you cannot imagine the amount of things that I had after my first freshers week, I got like five different tote bags and like two, two or three notebooks was like a bunch of like um, lined paper, a lot of pens, which I still have like from different brands. I even got like water bottles and then you always get like a random thing. Like I had like, I remember an inflatable unicorn that I still have wow. and we put that in the kitchen. That's what everyone needs. Exactly. Mr. Essential Unicorn. Brilliant. That's a good point, actually, about freshers, you know, with the freshers' fairs and everything, which um, people coming as international students may or may not be fully aware of. But you, as you say, you get so much free stuff thrown at you, you won't know what to do with it. And if people aren't expecting that, it's definitely a really good point to consider, a really good thing to point out. Like, why pay for stuff when you can get it free? Exactly. Something I wish I had. I think I brought so many things that there's nothing that I left at home. But something that was very smart that I packed, and I'm very thankful that I did pack, was an extension cable from Spain. So basically, this thing had like three plugs that were were like a Spanish plug, and then it has like uh, two USB connectors. So like you can charge your phone directly with the USB instead of having to like plug it into the plug as well. And basically, instead of needing like three adapters, I only needed one. I could plug that into the wall and it served as an extension cord because it was like quite long. And that's a good thing to have anyways. If you don't bring it with you, buy it with the U in the UK because the, the plugs in your student accommodation are probably going to be far away from your bed and like in very convenient places. Yeah. And so I had the extension cord and then I could just plug all my stuff that I had brought from Spain that I didn't need to bring. That's such a good point. I feel like even just moving moving house in regular life, extension cords are sort of the godsend of things that you take with you because plugs are never where you want them to be. They're never in the right place conveniently. You want your charger and your lamp next to your bed. Why are they never near the bed? <laughs> um, so I think that's a brilliant point. Extension cord is a must. Um, any, any other things sort of like for your room and stuff to make it homey? Did you kind of get all that here as well or wish you had? <laughs> I brought a couple of things with me. The first thing that I did was bring my hypo, hypo, hypo teddy bear. It's like a little hypopotamus. Uh, do you call them soft drinks in English? Sometimes I think it's there. And basically, yeah, I think so. yeah. 
So I got this when I was eight or so, and it just like reminds me of home because I, I would always have hippo on top of my bed. So I brought him with me. Uh, I also brought a dream catcher that I've had ever since I have memory. And I actually like hung it up. One of the first things that I did is that uh, you can get like these little command hooks on Amazon, like any, any place in the UK, even like, I brought some command hooks from Spain because how could I have left them in Spain, of course, but <laughs> I, I hung up my dream catcher. I also brought like a couple of pictures, which I put in picture frames and like peppered them on my shelves. And I did English with creative writing and I'm a huge fan of reading. And I brought like my favorite books because I cannot live without them. And like the reason that I was doing that degree were those books. So mm -hmm. I put them in the shelf as well because we have like a couple of like shelving like cubicle spaces. And then I brought like a duvet cover as well. I brought it from Spain. I, I could have bought exactly the same one in Primark in Aberdeen <laughs> again, uh, which was like gray and like very like gray and white. And I had like some cushions that I put on top as well to like make it more homey and like the colors that I liked. Because like a lot of the times, uh, student accommodation can be like very bleak. Um, at least mine looked like a prison a bit. <laughs> so you want to like. You want to fill it with color and fill it with stuff that makes you happy and like make it yours essentially, like hung up some posters. I had like some Harry Potter posters that I really liked, which I hung up, some Game of Thrones ones and like just make it yours. Like a lot of the times you just need like a couple of things to like really like get it there. Definitely. It doesn't take much to make it a home, does it? And make it feel comforting. And that's that's the best bit as well. When you first get, get into your room, you want to make it yours, settle in. It's all part of the fun, really, isn't it? Exactly. So also in terms of what to bring, documents has surely got to be a very important one, which presumably everyone sort of knows, but it's good to think about what those things are. So do you want to sort of run, run us through what those important documents are for an international student? So it will have changed from when I came because I, I came as a European student. So the documents that you need as a European student are different from what you need internationally. Now, if you're coming from Europe as well, you're gonna need every, the same things that international students need because of Brexit. But basically, you're gonna obviously need your visa, your biometric residence permit, which will come hand in hand with your visa. You need like all the paperwork for your financing, your scholarships, uh, your university acceptance letter, uh, every everything that you are given, take it with you. I even brought like pictures of myself for like ID cards, like kind of thing. I brought like all my high school certificates. I did an Erasmus when I was 17 in high school. I also brought uh, paperwork with that. I brought like my G I did GCSEs in Spain, which is like a, an English exam that they do which I brought as well, my certificates for that, all my vaccination certificates, and especially now with COVID, if you have, uh, have been vaccinated, bring your vaccination certificates for COVID. You're gonna need your quarantine hotel confirmation. If you have one, you're gonna have to fill in your passenger locator form as well. And basically what I would suggest doing is all the documents that you have, put them all in a folder 
that you know where the folder is going to be. I still have the folder that I brought with me four years ago with all my paperwork, all the paperwork that I did here went into that folder as well. And basically, you know that if you need something, it's going to be in there. And what I did with that is put it in like my handbag. And it was handy if they were going to stop me or were going to question me or whatever. I had that out to show them that I was coming into the UK and all that jazz. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with, with paperwork and documents. I think it's obviously the boring bit. No one wants to think about it when you're preparing for an exciting move. But if you just cover all bases, as you've said, like you can't go wrong, you can't really over prepare in that sense. That's sort of the opposite of the what not to pack. It's like you really can't pack too much in terms of that or prepare too much. It'll just even for peace of mind, presumably, you just know that you've got everything then and you're covered. Um, what about clothes? Because I feel like this is a big one that people probably want to know. And it's especially if you're moving to, from a completely different climate. I mean, it's so true what they say about, you know, in Britain, we have four seasons in one day you really will experience that. <laughs> so presumably, you know, you were thinking a lot about that when you were packing. How did you accommodate for packing for our crazy, crazy weather? I packed to dress in layers. So I had like a lot of like t-shirts and tank tops and all that kind of stuff in case it was warm. And then I also had like a couple of jumpers and then a big coat, which I don't use anymore because I found a better one here. And that's a pro tip. If you can bring a mountain coat, that's great because like you can get the um, what's the word in English uh, a rain jacket. Thank you. A rain jacket. Got <laughs> <laughs> there in the end. Yes. So I have what the coat that I bought here has a rain jacket on top and then like a big fuzzy thing on the bottom, so it's warm. And then when it's raining, you can like just put your hood on, and that's great. Um, but yeah, bring a big coat, a rain jacket. I would say wait until you get here to see if you need an umbrella or not, because sometimes depending on where you go, it can be useful or it can be counterproductive. Because if you go to the north, at least in Scotland, sometimes it's so windy that it rains horizontally. <laughs> yeah, so I, was, I was thinking like uh, for, for, our, for our listeners at home, we had a great internal debate about this topic. And I think there was it was a real north south divide or even Scotland to England. Like Marta here was saying, no, you definitely don't need an umbrella because it's so windy anyway. Your umbrella will just go inside out. And I was like, I never leave the house without my umbrella. <laughs> so I think I think you're right. It's not something to bring with you from a hot country, especially because I think our umbrellas here at least are built to be windproof as well as rainproof. So you made a really good point about sometimes there's no point because it's so windy. Um, so I think it's a really good one to wait and buy here because we know how to do a sturdy umbrella. <laughs> we have to, <laughs> but it was a great debate that we had internally. <laughs> yeah, and going with the rain as well, something that I brought as well is like a pair of sturdy boots that are not gonna get watering them. Like they just need to be waterproof. They don't need to be welly boots, but just like make sure that they're waterproof and they're comfortable because you're probably going to be trekking on them a lot. Mm. Especially as a student, you're going to be probably walking around a lot. Another thing that my friend pointed out the other day when I, I was actually talking about this with her, and she said that she brought a pair of shoes to go clubbing because she likes clubbing a lot. And basically, that's a very like nice tip as well because you're if you like going clubbing and like pubs and stuff your shoes are going to get completely destroyed. So bring a pair of shoes that you don't mind getting completely wrecked. And then by the end of the year, you can just throw them away. 
and that's it yeah that's a good tip don't don't bring anything too fancy that you know you'll be sad if anything happens to it um especially if you're planning on wearing them out <laughs> exactly the weather as well actually you don't want to drag sort of designer heels through lots of puddles <laughs> i'm sure so on the topic of clothing i feel like another good point as well as stuff you'll need um, more sort of casual, like what you might want or not want, as the case may be, in terms of people might wonder sort of how how they're going to dress even or what occasions they're dressing for. So I don't know if you wanted to talk about that a bit. So what I would say in those terms is like, if you're going to want to get a job here, bring like one outfit for job interviews, like something that's a bit kind of like smarter, like maybe a shirt and like dress trousers and like, Maybe if you have space, like a pair of nicer shoes. If not, you can always get ones like here. Um, and then if you're wanting to go to like a ball, because a lot of universities have like a ball at the end of the year, like a big party. Maybe bring like one fancy dress if you have one. Like if you have like your weddings, anniversaries, uh, baptisms and that kind of dress, maybe if you can fit it, bring it. If not, there's many stores here that you can buy them. And I remember that I brought one pair of heels and I used the one pair of heels one time and they're now back in Spain because I brought them and I was like, I don't need these here because they're like sandals as well. So it's like, I, I cannot even wear them that much. And the uni that like I've in uni has cobblestones, so you cannot even walk, walk around. That's a really so, <laughs> So I, I wore those heels to like a bowling first year and then like that summer I took them right back. Um, so basically think of the place that you're going to and I would say like don't overpack like very like fancy stuff because like if you come to need it you can always buy it here and especially like you don't know what the place that you're going to is going to look like until you get there. It's not the same going to London where all the roads are paved and you can probably wear heels like quite comfortably to like coming to like Aberdeen or I don't know how Cornwall is, but like you cannot walk on cobblestones with trainers comfortably, imagining heels. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. You were comfort first and also safety first. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't worn heels before, now's not the time to start probably. <laughs> um, I think you're right. I think it's probably something people people probably plan for every occasion, which there's no harm in doing definitely, but I think probably wait till you get here you'll quickly suss out the kind of things you're going to want to wear the kind of events you'll be going to because if you don't know that before there's no point trying to plan for all those occasions really is there um did you find um there were shops where you could get sort of like local cuisine or international cuisine because i know we've got a lot of international supermarkets in london and places but did you find generally there was quite a lot that you could get here it depends where you're from. There's a lot of like Indian food. There's a lot of Chinese food. There's a lot of Polish food as well. Um, in terms of Spanish food, I know there's a store, we discovered it the other day actually, there's a store in Edinburgh that imports food directly from Spain. So it depends, yeah, it depends where you're coming from, but there's like a, even like Asian markets and stuff that sell like a lot of Asian food. So like uh, no matter where you're from, there's sure to be like some place somewhere that sells food from your home. And like a lot of supermarkets have like world food sections and stuff, which is great. And you can buy like, uh, I've seen here like olives from like Greece, Italy, I buy Spanish olive oil. 
I have bought like stuff that comes from Poland. I've bought stuff that comes from India and like all sorts of places. So it's like very like international food wise. Yeah, definitely. There's there's probably very little that you can't get, but I think you're right. Sometimes it's just the having something from home, um, which made me think as well. Obviously, it's less of a packing thing, but more of a prep thing. Did did you sort of learn any of the dishes that you'd eaten at home? Like learn to cook one or two before you came. Was that something that you thought about? wanting you know that taste of home once you were here I sat my dad on the kitchen table and told him well you're gonna stay here for a while and you're gonna give me all your home recipes (laughs) he's the the cook at my house and basically ever since I was little I liked going to the kitchen and cooking with him I hate cooking now but cooking with my dad was fun and basically like all the traditional recipes that come from my grandma as well like he's in Spain your grandma's croquettes are the epitome of the croquettes. Like everyone says that their grandma's croquettes are, are the best croquettes. And I'm sure like in your country, there's gonna be a dish that your grandma makes the best. Learn to make that dish or learn to make like your favorite dish before coming here. That was like one of the big things that I was like very grateful that I did. Cause then when I was like homesick or wanted something from home and then I couldn't find it frozen here cause it just like the food doesn't exist. I would be able to like make it for myself. So I've made like myself like Spanish lentil soup I made myself croquettes, I made myself like a Spanish omelette. I learned how to make like a, um, a stew that my dad really likes to make. It's not like necessarily like traditionally Spanish, but it's just like my dad made it all the time. So I I, re- I really like bought those recipes and I still have a book and I still follow the recipes that my dad gave me sometimes. So That's so nice. It's such a nice thing to be able to take with you as well. It's, you know, so much more important than stuff in a way, isn't it? Um, I think that's lovely. Cool. So we're coming to the end of our first episode now. Sad. Um, But something we thought we'd do at the end of each one of these is we want to do a little wrap up of what we've learned from what we've discussed. Um, And we're going to do this in the format of your do's and don'ts. So Marta and I are both going to say our main do's and don'ts that we've learned from this topic this week. So Marta, I'm going to come to you first. Um, what, What are your do's and don'ts from this week? One each. So my first do is do buy things in the UK and my don't is do not overpack because it's really not necessary. Spoken like a true pro from experience, I would say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank you for laughs> Marta. Um, cool. I think my do of this episode is probably do bring something sentimental, whether it's Happy Hippo. Sorry, that's probably not his name. <laughs> whether it's the hippo or whether it's like a recipe from home just something that is sentimental that you know when the homesickness hits because it will and that's fine something that will give you that kind of home comfort I think it's that's invaluable really can't put a price on it and my don't I'm going to say the thing that stuck with me from what you've said is don't bring your electronics with your foreign plugs because you could start a fire (laughs) I'd say that's quite a big learning for me um so seems like quite an important one don't start fires (laughs) cool thanks so much everyone who's tuned in for our first episode we can't wait to have you back and we hope you'll be tuning in for all the episodes to come we've got loads more topics to discuss and we hope to see you there thanks